Check one, check two. I'm the inker slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience. Audio is to rob you. Sports to show. Is that so? I got what you want. The inner thumb is real part funk. And spitting sport news. Compared to blues like betting your team, you know they would lose. Don't get it confused. I'm like shit calm. Mixed with Uncle Scrooge. Mick Duck. Get bucks. Watch chicks cluck. What? Shine like wine from water. Wait grapes. R.I.P. Stewart Scott. The late great. And welcome back to another episode of the Rob U Sports Stoop Show. Round two. Divisional round. So last week was the first round of the NFL playoffs. With some very good games going on there. We saw the success of We saw the success of the Titans over the Patriots. And one game that I actually missed was the New Orleans-Minnesota game where I thought New Orleans would be able to outscore the Vikings, but the Minnesota Vikings ended up pulling that game off, and I ended up with a 3-1 record for round one of the NFL playoffs. So let's take a look at some of the top storylines going into week two, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs 2020. One of the top stories this week is the quarterback from the Crimson Tide, St. Nick Saban, Tua, Tonkalevosa, going pro, leaving Alabama with one year eligibility left, coming off of a hip injury, one of the most prolific passes in Alabama history. So he'll be taking his talents to the next level, and we'll see what happens with him and his injury throughout the combine and the scouting process, and how soon he's able to get back on the field. Who knows, he could be one of the future true dual-threat quarterbacks of the NFL. But we'll see what happens with Tua Tonglevosa going pro from the Alabama Crimson Tide. And definitely with Nick Saban's blessings as he gave him a lot of props and reassurance to coaches and anybody else involved in the scouting process. Next up on my list is the ratings bonanza for the Seattle Seahawks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This, this was one of the most watched NFL games since last year's Super Bowl. So that just shows you the support of those fan bases and the interest in people seeing those two teams comp compete. So definitely ratings bonanza. So you know that meant a lot of money for the NFL and advertisers and everything else and everyone else involved in that process. And next up, we have a new sheriff in town. As the Cowboys hire ex-Green Bay Packers head coach Mike McCarthy in a surprising, shocking, very fast turn of events where the Cowboys had just recently interviewed Marvin Lewis from the Cincinnati Bengals. And then as soon as they interviewed Mike McCarthy, I guess they felt like they found their person. So Matt McCarthy will be coming over after one year of not being the NFL head coaching. He'll be coming over to take over that Cowboys offense and see if he can give Dak Prescott some of that guidance. He's known as a quarterback whisperer and somebody with a good, pretty good offensive resume. And how would they implement Zeke Elliott into the mix? What would they do at receiver with Cooper becoming a free agent potentially? 
And also, how will they move forward with Dak Prescott? Will he be franchised for the coming year? But we'll see what happens with Mike McCarthy being given the opportunity to head coach the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of opportunity, I have to backtrack on some of the things I said last week where I thought a lot of coaches of color would be given opportunities to become head coaches in the NFL. However, there's been a very visible lack of diversity with the head coaches who've been recently hired by NFL franchises. And these coaches go as follows, as I just said, Mike McCarthy to the Cowboys. Then we have Matt Rule to the, Pan to the Pan Panthers. He's a former Baylor head coach, college level. Then we have Joe Judge to the Giants, who's a former Patriots special teams coach and wide receivers coach. And even with the Browns, it appears this job is already Josh McDaniels for the taking. And who knows if Tom Brady might tag along to put a little fire under Baker Mayfield and give Beckham and the other receivers a little help in the passing game. So with that being said, it just appears that a lot of these owners or general managers who are doing the interview or involved in the interview process are not giving what people may consider a fair shot or a fair shake to a lot of these upcoming black coordinators. And especially when it comes to somebody like Eric Bieniemy, there have been certain people saying and speculating that a lot of these coaches weren't always available because they were still involved in the playoff process. And maybe that should be something the NFL should look into changing some of the rules or a team's access to interviewing certain coaches and coordinators while they're still under contract and you're preparing for another round of the playoffs. But we'll see how things unfold with this final hire who, like I said, many speculate Josh McDaniels will be the next coach of the Browns. He's supposedly from that area and it'd be like a dream job, hometown job. But maybe in the future there will be more coaches given a little more opportunity in the NFL coaching carousel. So we'll see what happens next, folks, on the coaching front. And lastly, divisional round two preview matchups. So the divisional round is where it comes down to the final eight teams in the league. And out of these eight teams, two of these teams will be playing in the NFL Super Bowl. So when it comes to these games, I'm going to already tell y'all, these games were pretty hard to pick and choose. As a, as a prognosticator, as an anchor, as a sports fan, it's just a lot I like about a lot of these teams, personnel-wise, philosophy-wise. So it was hard for me to even come up with a non-biased result. And a lot of these results I'm going to be giving y'all could be viewed as upsets to a lot of people. So I'm not just going with the safe picks and who y'all think everybody's going with as far as the hot team. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with, with the Seahawks at the Packers. Offensively, after their first playoff game, the Seahawks have averaging 17 points in the playoffs, 382 yards, and 64 yards rushing. They're probably definitely going to need to increase that rushing average against the Packers. Packers off of the season are averaging 112 yards rushing, 23.5 points a game, and 345 yards total offense. And the defenses here 
in the playoffs, the pay, the Seahawks are allowing 282 yards a game, whereas the C, the Packers allowed 352 yards for the season. While the Packers allowed 19.6 points, and in the playoffs, the Seahawks are allowing nine points. Now, this is going to be supposedly a weather game. It's going to supposedly be snowing or be a very cold game in Lambeau. Seahawks play in the Northwest, so they're used to playing in some kind of weather. Also, with Russell Wilson, you know these, there's always going to be a fighting chance with the Seahawks. So, I think it's going to be a close game. And in the end, I'll tell you on the next block. Prepare our next picks. Then we have the Vikings at the 49ers. And the Vikings offer the playoff game against the New Orleans Saints are averaging 362 yards total offense. 186 on the ground with their good running game of Cook, 26 points. And they're allowing 20 points in the playoffs. And 19 points in the regular season. Then we have the 49ers with that strong running game. As well as the Vikings averaging 144. But that's with a stable of running back. So who knows who's going to have the hot hand. And you have the 49ers defense allowing 19.4 points and 281 yards is one of the stingier defenses in the league. Now, this is going to be a close game as well, I believe. And I think the Vikings are one of those underrated teams, so it's hard to pick for them a little bit. Then we have the Texans at the Chiefs. The Chiefs, one of the most explosive teams in the league, led by Pat Mahomes. Offense averaging 379 yards in a regular season and 28 points. Defensive, defensively, however, they're allowing 350 yards and 19 points. When it comes to the Texans, you know that Deshaun Washington is going to keep them in a lot of games. Offensively averaging 360 yards in the playoffs and 22 points. Defense allowing 19 points. And then we have the Titans at the Ravens. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the best games of the weekend, in my opinion. Both of these teams have a strong running game, both rushing for about 201 yards a game. With the Titans, it's mostly, of course, Derrick Henry. With the Ravens, it's a combination of Lamar Jackson, Ingram, and Johnson. With this game, it's going to be a close one. I definitely think it's going to be a close game. Let's look over the personnel of these teams as they go forth in the divisional round. Titans and Ravens, head coach-wise, I think they're pretty evenly matched, especially with the move to bring in Tannehill and also with Harbaugh's move and Roman's move to make the offense revolve around Jackson's strengths and a, a good run balance. Playbook-wise, I would go with the Ravens' playbook. Quarterback-wise, I would go with I would go with Lamar Jackson over Tannehill, but Tannehill has been progressing pretty good this season. Running back-wise, I think these two teams are even, with Derrick Henry leading the way for the Titans, and Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, and also other running backs. Helping out with the Ravens run game. As well as receivers on reverses. And also. Sweeps. Then we have the receiving core. And. 
They're pretty evenly in the receivers and tight end positions here. Like I said, the the Titans have some un, you know, underdog type good receivers and tight ends. So they're they're pretty evenly matching the receiving core. Both of these offensive lines are also pretty good with the Titans and their run zone blocking. As well as the Ravens and their option blocking and pass blocking. Giving Lamar Jackson enough time and he hasn't been really hit or sacked a lot this season. When it comes to the D-line, I will go with the Titans. And when it comes to defensive backs, I will go with the Ravens for their opportunistic backfield. And also the depth there, Peters, Humphreys, and also the seasoned veteran, Thomas. When it comes to the Texans and the Titans, I will go with the head coach of the Chiefs. Excuse me, when it comes to the Texans and the Chiefs, I will go with the head coach of the Chiefs. When it comes to their quarterbacks, I believe that Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes are pretty evenly matched. Running back-wise, I will go with the Texans. Receiver-wise, I think these receiving calls are pretty evenly matched. Offensive line, I will go with the Chiefs over the Texans. I feel that Deshaun Watson's offensive line doesn't pass protect as well as the Chiefs protect Mahomes. Then their defensive lines. I think people better keep an eye on J.J. Watt for the Texans and also keep an eye on Suggs for the Chiefs. In the defensive backfield, I will give a slight edge to the Chiefs' DBs. When it comes to the Seahawks and the Packers, head coach-wise, I will go with Pete Carroll because he's a little more experienced and played in more big playoff games than Fuel. Also, quarterback-wise, I think that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are pretty evenly matched. Then we have the running backs, and I will give a slight edge to the Packers. Seahawks, I think, still have to prove themselves on the ground with the new depth in running back. Then we have receiving core. I would, I would go with the Seahawks receiving core. O-line. I think the old lines are pretty even. Defensive line, I would give a slight edge. I think the defensive lines are pretty even as well because the Packers have been kind of stout this season. When it comes to defensive backfield, I will probably go with the Seahawks. And like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. And lastly, with the Vikings and 49ers, head coach wise, I think the coaches are pretty evenly matched. Quarterback-wise, I will give a slight edge to Cousins because I think this is kind of like we're just getting to see what Jimmy Garoppolo can do in the playoffs. Running back-wise, I think they're even with Cook leading the way for the Vikings and a stable of running backs for the 49ers. Receiving core, I think is also evenly matched. The 49ers with a lot of speed guys and the Vikings with, you know, fuel. I mean, excuse me. The Vikings, you know, with... Thielen, Diggs, you know. So when it comes to the offensive lines, I think the offensive lines are pretty evenly matched. Defensive lines are also, I think, pretty evenly matched. Defensive backs, I think the defensive backfield is also pretty evenly matched. 
So that just shows this is going to be a close game in my opinion because you think these two teams pretty evenly match. So stay, stay tuned for block two, Pharaoh Knicks picks coming up. Keep it locked. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show. Divisional round, NFL playoffs, 2020. Let's take a look at some of the games. Vikings at 49ers. So with the Vikings and the 49ers, I think both of these teams are going to try to establish the running game early. How much early risk will they take passing? And will they be successful or throw interceptions? Both of the secondaries on those teams, I think, are pretty opportunistic. And when it comes down to the line, I do believe the 49ers run game and receivers and Jimmy Garoppolo and that defense will be enough to slow down the Vikings and get a win in the explosive game. Final score, Vikings 23, 49ers 31. And then we have the Titans at the Ravens. As I said before, this is one of my favorite matchups of the week. And it's hard for me to come up with a realistic final score and think about the different scenarios of what can happen in this game with those two strong running attacks, those two good defenses, two good coaches. But when it comes down to the wire, in a shocking surprise, I'm going to have to go with the Titans over the Ravens in a shocking upset. Titans 20. Ravens 17. We'll see what happens. And then we have the Seahawks at the Packers. Seahawks at the Packers. The Packers have, have shown they can be explosive with Aaron Rodgers in the passing game. Not really a lot of receivers that you might know, but they are capable and able to get the job done. Then you have the Seahawks with, with receivers that begin to make a name for themselves with Metcalf and also proven deep threats like Tyler Lockett. Seahawks have a questionable running game right now. We're going to see what they can do with the running game. Only 64 yards last week. We'll see if they can improve on that. Packers have had a pretty decent running game with the running back. And in this game... Even in Lambeau Field in the cold, I do believe that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks will find a way to pull out a win on the road. Seahawks 24, Packers 20. And when it comes to the Texans and the Chiefs, this was also a hard game to pick for me because I know there's two good quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of scoring, and one of these defenses is going to have to make a key interception, fumble, turnover or special teams play to kind of swing the momentum and stop it from just being a back and forth scoring type game and in a surprising upset I have Deshaun Watson leading the Texans over the Chiefs in Arrowhead with a final score Texans 27 Chiefs 24 and that concludes another episode of the Rob View Sports Stew Show. I want to thank you for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Hey, no, no, hey, I'm lucky. Appreciate you checking out the show. Enjoy the views. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that. See you on the next show.
Y'all be blessed. Enjoy the games.